More than four years after the Christchurch mosque attacks, the firearms registry goes live today. It's seen by supporters as the final, much-needed stage of New Zealand's gun law reform puzzle now that it's finally falling into place. But some gun owners feel they're being unfairly targeted and that it won't take weapons out of the hands of criminals. Kia ora, this is Newsable, I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen, and this is What's Worth Talking About. Now, we'll hear from the Firearms Licensing Authority shortly, but first we're going to talk to the Council of Licensed Firearm Owners, which is opposed to the register. Its spokesperson, Hugh Devereux-Mack, joins us now. Kia ora. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Tell us a bit about gun ownership in New Zealand. Are we a big gun-owning country, all things considered? Yeah, it might come to a surprise for most New Zealanders, but we have quite a, a strong ownership numbers in New Zealand. We have around 240,000 licensed Kiwis who use in, uh, firearms for everything from sport to providing food for their families. Um, maybe it's not that surprising when you consider we have quite a sort of outdoorsy type of culture, um, and that just comes part and parcel with using firearms to sort of handle the land. Do we know much about what weapons people own, what guns people have? So we do. Um, there are a number of uh, sort of firearms that are legal in New Zealand, um, shotguns, pistols, rifles. Um, obviously, after the Christchurch terror attack, uh, semi-automatic full-caliber rifles were removed from circulation, or at least the ones held by licensed law-abiding citizens anyway. Um, so we do know that there are these firearms out there. We know who owns them and what type of people they are, and we know which households in New Zealand have them as well. What is your, your opposition to this philosophically? So there's a couple of things here to really unpack. Um, the first is probably the claim that is being constantly made that bringing in this register of firearms or legal firearms is going to suddenly overnight reduce firearms crime as a whole. And that's kind of silly when you think about it. It's the same as saying that registering cars is going to prevent all ram raids happening. Registering licensed firearms does nothing to affect those criminals who would never have those firearms on a register in the first place. We've seen licensed firearms owners constantly having to justify ourselves or follow increasing regulations that make our sport more difficult. Each time we have a rule change, they say it'll make us safer, but we see rising gun crime. And so we're a little bit tired of being scapegoated because we are going to follow the law versus actually we'd like to see police more focusing on those who use firearms to do harm in society. So what do you think should be done instead of a register? It would be really interesting to see police investing more into the sources of crime, whether that is mental health um, to reduce crime rates. And actually, we saw after the um, when the gun buyback happened a few years ago, mongrel mob spokesperson standing up and saying that they had guns, they would not be handing them back in. Um, so if we know these houses and these criminals have guns and they're very open about it, a more considered effort going after them would probably be a good start. Um, maybe harsher punishments that can't be pled down for those who use firearms to harm uh, innocent civilians or uh, police officers. So some real incentives not to use a firearm. If regulations are aimed at reducing gun crime, your perspective is focus this on people who are using guns for crime as opposed to people who are using guns legally. That's your perspective on it? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we can do it a lot more cost-effectively that way too. So if we look at international examples of registers, Canada started one of trying to register all their long arms. They spent $2 billion with a B on that, only to scrap it because they found out that of all the homicides that were committed with uh, firearms over there, only 13% of them were registered. 
If we take it even closer, we have a look at Queensland over in Australia. A recent auditor report of their register system said basically it was uh, inaccurate and uh, unusable for police. We come back to New Zealand, so bring it even closer to home. We had registries of firearms previously that were scrapped because they were too expensive when we moved to registering who owns the gun and making sure that we're good people rather than what guns each individual person owns. We still have those registers for pistols. We had them for ECAT, or those are the what are commonly termed as um, military-style weapons. We had registers of those too, but they were constantly found to be out of date and inaccurate, and that's for a relatively small number of firearms. But like, I mean, you know, you talk about a couple of million firearms there. That, that, you know, that, that's a lot of guns. How can it possibly be a bad thing for there to be a registry of legally owned guns in New Zealand? You brought up earlier the point around cars and the fact that, um, you know, if you were trying to address RAN raids, you wouldn't necessarily introduce registration of cars. But that's not an argument against registering cars. It's an argument for doing more to address RAM raids. Agreed. And so what we're asking is for an argument for more to prevent gun crime. Now, when you bring back the register, one of the real big concerns our community has is we've seen police uh, lose our information, even recent buybacks. We had a case where uh, licensed firearms owners out of Auckland had their details stolen and the police only knew they were missing because they turned up in a criminal raid. Now, Mm. at this early level stage where we just have the details of who you are and where you live... That's not that big of a deal. Like it is a a gross breach of privacy and does put people at risk. But I had the next level of this is if there is a breach, whether it is a a data breach or an unscrupulous member of police who uh, accesses the database um, without permission, which we've seen before happening, that will now not just give uh, unscrupulous people the address and who owns guns. It'll give them a shopping list of exactly what guns are available. Tasmania deemed introducing a register as a success in slowly reducing crime. Yeah, uh, that's great for Tasmania. I haven't looked specifically at those details. You, you, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, you know, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And surely if we're looking for incremental improvement in this area, a good place to start. And I, I take your point, actually. That is fair enough that getting an understanding of how many firearms in total are in New Zealand is a good starting point. But you're not going to find that out from a register. Reason being, we already know that back in 2015, police did a study on how the sources of criminal arms. We found that 6% of those came from licensed firearm owners who were straw buying for the gangs. So arguably they should never have been given a firearms license in the first place. And then 4% were stolen from licensed firearms owners. That leaves around 90% unaccounted for. Those arms are already out in the market. Then we throw on the homemade firearms, which have recently been seized by police in another raid within the last couple of months, and the increased number of 3D firearms and 3D printed guns, which will never be on a register. So if you want to establish a baseline for all firearms, it's already too late for that. The register is is going live, though. Um, It is. I'm just assuming that you will register your guns. Every licensed firearm owner should, and Colfer will encourage them to register their firearms. It is implicit in the contract we make to get our firearms license that we obey the law. Um, we have five years to do it, so that's a reasonable period. Mm. Um, I have a feeling that the majority of people will wait those five years because there will be inevitable kinks in the system, whether they are security, processing, whatever else. Hugh Devereaux Mac, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Happy to talk to you both. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support.
So what is it hoped this register will achieve? With us now is the Firearms Safety Authority Executive Director, Angela Brazier. Kia ora, Angela. Kia ora. Angela, remind us about the history that's led up to this register coming into place. Okay, well, let's not forget the tragic events of the 2019 Christchurch Mosque terror attacks where 51 innocent people lost their lives. Those events were followed by a Royal Commission of Inquiry who recommended a complete overhaul of the firearms system and the registry is one of those calls to action. So is is the problem here, Angela, that up until now we've only really recorded licence holders as opposed to how many guns there are. You know, as long as you had a gun licence, you could have as many guns as you wanted. No one would know if you had one rifle or a hundred rifles. And this is some way of, um, of of getting more data with the idea being that more data is, is rarely a bad thing in situations like this. That's right. People are comfortable about registering their cars and registering their, their dogs. It makes sense to register firearms so that we have more visibility about how many firearms there are in our communities, uh, who has them, and uh, where they are located, and also when they're bought and sold. Will this register mean we know about every single gun in New Zealand done and dusted? It will give us a visibility of all the lawfully held firearms in our country, including where they're located. I suppose that gets into the objections to to this mm. um, because there seems to be a perception that this register is an attempt to address gun crime in New Zealand and uh, the Council of Licensed Firearm Holders say, well, if you're trying to reduce gun crime, why are you hitting up the people who are lawfully using their firearms? Most licence holders are good law-abiding citizens and the vast majority of licence holders understand why we are wanting to uh, have firearms registered in our country. However, we do know that there is a small proportion of licence holders who are diverting legitimately purchased firearms to criminals and gangs. And we want to stem the flow of that and the registry will help us to do that. Do we know how many people are doing that kind of activity? We know that it is a small number of licence holders who are doing that. But if I give an example of uh, one licence holder who was charged for diversion, that individual handed on 19 firearms. So you only need a small portion to um, have a large number of firearms in the hands of criminals and gangs. There are concerns around the security of the data you'll now be holding. We saw that incident with, I believe, Auckland firearm licence holders. Uh, That information had been stolen and was then only discovered during an unrelated police raid. How will you ease those concerns? Security and privacy of licence holders has been a top priority throughout the design and build of the registry system. We're putting a lot of investment, time and resources into making sure people's information is protected every step of the way. We've implemented a range of security controls to help protect the confidentiality and integrity of people's information. Um, And the platform has been through multiple security assessments and penetration testing. And it meets government approved standards or it exceeds those standards. We won't see a repeat of that breach that we saw coming out of Auckland. The breach was a paper-based breach 
we're moving from paper to a digital channel. So uh, paper obviously introduces a greater risk, and that's the reason why we don't have any paper in our registry. Do, do you understand the concerns of um, licensed firearm holders who, who, who might point to previous uh, shortcomings by police in this area and say, how can we trust you to do this right? I can understand that people have concerns about their information and their privacy, and we're doing everything that we can to protect licence holders' information. We understand that that's a concern of them, and we have worked extremely hard to ensure that it's a safe, robust system. How much is all of this costing? The registry is costing circa $9 million. Is that not money that we could use better to counter gun crime? I think that we need to be tackling gun crime in every way that we can. So police has invested in organised crime and in a, a firearms investigation team. And we, as the regulator of firearms, are looking at how we can stem the flow of firearms to gangs and criminals. There's not one solution to, to fix here. There are multiple ways that we need to be tackling the problem. How are you going to make sure people are registering their guns? We're going to take um, an education-first approach. So we're working with the licensed community. We are marketing that the registry has gone live. People have five years in which to register their firearms unless they have an activating event. And um, when people buy a firearm from a dealer, we'll be notified of that immediately. We'll be doing follow-up actions to encourage them to register their firearm. Once this registry is up and running and that five-year period has lapsed, would you expect or hope for more severe penalties if an unregistered firearm is discovered on somebody or used in a crime? Yes, I think once we've exhausted all avenues of encouraging, educating, engaging with licence holders, if they are willingly not following the law, then we would be looking to take action on that. With a five-year grace period, that doesn't suggest that this is a really urgent policy necessarily. It's very it's very forgiving. If people undertake certain activities which are set out in the regulations like they buy a firearm or sell a firearm or if they need to renew their licence, they will need to register their firearms within a 30-day period. Over 50% of licence holders will need to renew their licences within the first three years. So we know we'll be picking up licence holders through that process. Angela Brazier, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. That's Newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emil Donovan. Thanks very much for listening. Hopefully it gave you some food for thought. And we'll catch you on Monday. If you liked listening to this pod, help us make more like this. Visit stuff.co.nz support.